Welcome to the Self-Love Recovery Podcast. I'm your host, Ross Rosenberg. I am the author of The Human Magnet Syndrome, The Codependent Narcissist Trap, and the creator of the Codependency Cure and Hitch Trauma Resolution Treatment Programs. If you identify with codependency, which I renamed the Self-Love Deficit Disorder, or you're caught in the crosshairs of narcissistic abuse or gaslighting, you've come to the right place. Expect the very best information that I know, whether from my own personal journey of recovery or through my 35 years of professional experience. What separates my work from others is my understanding of the origin of the problem, the solutions, and the necessity to take responsibility for one's broken picker that always points them to the dream of the soulmate, but the nightmare of the cellmate. So join my self-love recovery community and set your sights on the cure, self-love abundance. In the United States, the president appoints the head medical practitioner to oversee medical practices. They call that the Surgeon General. And so on a pack of cigarettes or bottle of wine and other areas, there's a warning. It says, if you do that, smoke this, you'll get emphysema, your babies will be smaller. And so we call that the Surgeon General warning. So me loving analogies and metaphors, I created my own Surgeon General warning that says, should you participate in self-love recovery treatment program or some form of codependency treatment and move or heal enough where you become less self-love deficient and more self-love abundant, you will lose between 50 to 85% of loved ones. It is both the narcissist and the codependents. You both will not tolerate the same neglect, abuse, abandonment, manipulation, and therefore not want to be in those relationships, not because you learned something, but because you don't want that anymore. It feels bad and it makes you emotionally sick because you're healing from the inside. And therefore you will start to want to take yourself out of these relationships, whether they're a spouse, a best friend, people you work with, because you have a choice and you realize you're not a prisoner. And so that is what I call in my 11 stage treatment program that's who are ready to set boundaries in a hostile environment. And you know all about the exodus of the narcissist and you don't set the boundaries until you're ready. You also lose codependence. One is the human magnet syndrome changes. The human magnet syndrome is not choice. It represents the unconscious disassociated relationship template that brings people together in an attraction-based relationship. So healthy people are attracted to healthy people. Opposite dysfunctional people are attracted to opposite healthy people. And so as you get to be more self-love abundant and less self-love deficient, that dynamic, what I call the human magnetism, shifts. And there is this automatic repulsion, dislike, or fear when someone is a narcissist because you're no longer a codependent or self-love deficient. So you start to change your relationships, you set boundaries, and you don't have to do anything because these narcissists will leave you. That's why I say the certain general warning states you will lose 50 to 85% of the people you thought you loved or who you thought loved you. And so setting boundaries, saying that you don't want to be treated badly, people, usually not your partner, will say, yeah, you know, 
what's wrong with you? And they'll, of course, try to manipulate you and you want to have anything to do with that. And because you have worked this program and a part of the program is based upon an incredibly important concept called predictive awareness. And you learn that before you set the boundaries in a hostile environment. You know exactly what is going to happen and how it's going to happen. And you have not gotten to the point of setting those boundaries until you know what to do and how to do it and how to control your reactions. So you set boundaries, you irritate, you anger, you annoy the narcissist. They don't want to have anything to do with you. You're not an SLD anymore, so you don't apologize, so you lose those. People who once loved you, narcissists love you. The only narcissists that don't, pathological narcissists that don't love you are the ones that are sociopaths. But they do love you. They love you because you make them feel good. And so when you become a person who no longer is selfless, you are not taking care of them, and that is a grave injury to them. And they have narcissistic injury. And they all of a sudden project, and it sounds almost almost ironic or paradoxical or contradictory, but they will project onto you, you're being selfish, you're being narcissistic. And why they do that is, is a topic for another video. But if you are a partner of a narcissist, so if your best friend is an SLD married to a narcissist, well, that once bound you together, you had a lot in common. But all of a sudden, you find being with him to be awkward, uncomfortable. You don't want to hear about the story of he hurts me or she, excuse me, she hurts me, I go back, and the insanity that you can now see. And so you start to distance yourself from codependent partners. And another way to look at it is if you quit smoking weed or drinking alcohol or smoking cigarettes, whatever, they're all addictions, and you have these great friends who are good people with an addiction. Once you are sober, once you are in recovery, once you have quit, when you are around these people who are lost in their addiction, you no longer feel comfortable, and they don't feel comfortable with you. So you're going to lose relationships with the SLDs, and they're going to feel uncomfortable with you. They're going to probably think you're selfish. They're probably going to be afraid that you're going to judge them. And so that is why my certain general warning is you're going to lose 50 to 85% of your friends. And the new idea I had is people all around you, whether they're just acquaintances or medium level friends, well, those are going to change. Everyone you're in a relationship with, if they are not supportive with your recovery, or, and if they do not practice some of the principles of the recovery, they're going to not want to hang out with you. The Surgeon General warning is crucial. I give that at the beginning of treatment. I give that at the most crucial points of the psychotherapy, the sessions, when my clients need to decide, do they keep moving forward? It's an ethical responsibility. Think about it. If a client comes to me and says, I want to solve my self-love deficit disorder, Ross, I'll do anything. And they hire me as their therapist. And I say this hypothetically because I don't do this. And I don't tell them that they are going to lose up to 85% of people that they loved or who they thought loved them. And when they get to the point, as they get healthier, everyone starts to disappear. If they didn't know that ahead of time, 
one could accuse me of a lack of ethics because someone should be able to make their own decision. It's like when you have a surgery that has, I don't know, say a 20% chance of fatality, and it's a disease that is killing you. Well, you make the decision. The following audio clips are from two of Ross Rosenberg's YouTube videos, where he continues to discuss his Surgeon General warning. It's a saying by Anais Nen, and the time came when the risk to remain tight in a bud was more painful than the risk it took to blossom. It's because of my belief that there is pain in both being a codependent and there is pain in recovery. And we have to come to the understanding which pain is worse and which path provides more consequences. Staying safe and locked in a bud, yes, we are safe and the consequences is that we might never find love and emotional freedom. But, if, but getting on the path to codependency recovery is also risky in that we risk getting people angry, we risk losing friends, but yet we have a potential to experience healthy, complete, and mutual love. So this is why I give my Surgeon General's warning. I should tell you, I'm neither a surgeon nor am I a general, but I do, I do love this as, as a template for teaching my clients that there are risks ahead, but yet there is a treasure at the end of that rainbow. The Surgeon General's warning is, is, is an ethical mandate because I believe if we don't tell our clients that, that if by them getting better, by them working under codependency, that people are gonna get mad and angry the, the Surgeon General warning is a cost-benefit proposition that, that there are certain risks in moving forward in our codependency recovery, and there are certain benefits. It is, it is important that we set up these realistic expectations because it is our responsibility. It is incumbent upon we therapists to be honest because we are the ones that have to stick with them in the, that trench, in that very difficult time of recovery when they doubt their whole reality, when they think that they should go back to their old codependent ways. We have to let them know what's going to happen and how difficult it's going to be, but also provide them the support and the very positive and accurate information of their future recovery. Because the truth protects and ultimately insulates the client from the harm that will ensue through the recovery. The Surgeon General warning provides hope while establishing reasonable goals. It motivates the client to do the work. It realistically prepares them for the fight of their life. It prepares them for the expected conscious and unconscious emotional manipulation. In other words, it, it gets them ready to fight the aggressive reactions of the, of the narcissist or the passive aggressive. And it helps them with their own self-doubt and second guessing. Like when I was in rehab as a teenager and you know, I had a big problem smoking marijuana, weed as they say now. Once I got out, I wanted to hang out with my friends. They were threatened by my sobriety because they, they didn't want to deal with the idea that you know, it was a real problem. And so the friendships went away. And when I tell this to people and I explain how it works and we have these discussions, then they have an opportunity to make a choice because by this point they know it's not a maybe, it's a promise. And so when it happens, they are psychologically, emotionally, behaviorally, and always prepared. And it doesn't destroy them because that's what makes people relapse. If you agree with my theory of what SLDD is, the idea that the, the trauma is unconscious, the core shame is semi-conscious. SLDs 
connect with this core shame and they feel like they're just incompetent, unlovable people. And if you aren't ready for, by not getting the certain general warning, and you hit the core shame, it actually makes the problem worse. To get to self-love abundance, which is what I call the codependency cure, to overcome self-love deficit disorder requires a lot of information. And if you've read my book, The Human Magnet Syndrome, you'll notice that I give tons of information. So I am as much an educator as a psychotherapist. And for me, there's no difference. Education, information, learning is important in the healing process. So if you cannot afford a psychotherapist, then get the information. I have specific organized educational material at my website at selfloverecovery.com. And check out the other stuff. I'm an expert witness. I have audio, video. I have a podcast. I have events. And if you want to get updated on all the latest ongoings of my career, just send us an email at help at selfloverecovery.com and we'll put you on our mailing list. I appreciate you and don't give up on yourself. Bye-bye. I hope you enjoyed this episode of the podcast. Building a self-love recovery community means the world to me. Spread the word. Let people know what we're talking about. And until we meet next, I'd like to leave you my favorite of all sayings by George Eliot. It's never too late to be what you might have been. Don't forget that. Our future is in our hands, despite what anyone has told you before. You can be the self-love abundant person you've always dreamt of. It's your birthright.